when I first encountered GURPS, again, back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, realism wasn't a dirty word in, <laughs> in role-playing. We didn't have to start calling it verisimilitude yet. So we got, oh yeah, this this makes sense. It's It kind of works the way the real world works, you know? You, if you know some, if you're good at something, you, it's easier to do. If you're much, much better at something than someone, uh, you uh, you're gonna do it more often. You're gonna do it more reliably, and uh, you know, and problems that come up will be easier for you to deal with. Jay's gonna bring me back. Plus one to attack. Oh, 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 I want to come back to the dice. Whoa, oh, 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 I think I need some good advice. I need a roleplay rescue. Oh, yeah. I need a roleplay rescue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello rescuers, my name's Che Webster and this is Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost role-playing games hobby. This is the second in a series of four conversations I've enjoyed with various friends and new acquaintances within the Roleplay Rescue community over the tail end of 2023 and into January 2024. My guest today is Mr. Sandman, aka Andrew from Long Island, who has called in over several recent episodes. Andrew's a longtime GURPS GM and the mind behind his own blog, In the Sandbox, which contains lots of great advice for aspiring and new GURPS GMs. I particularly enjoyed his post entitled My Tips for GMs New to GURPS from May 2023. I'll stick a link to the blog in the show notes. Last time I looked, that post was pinned to the top of the blog. Andrew has been an encouragement to me as an aspiring GURPS GM, and I think this conversation clinched the deal on persuading me to go all out and attack the game with gusto. It's no coincidence that Felmir has become powered by GURPS through the dungeon fantasy role-playing game. Thanks to Andrew for coming on the show. I hope you enjoy the chat as much as I did. This is Season 13, Episode 11, GURPS with Mr. Sandman. So, uh, Mr. Sandman joins me today. Hello, Andrew. Are you well? I'm doing okay, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm a little sleep deprived, as you can hear. I can't even speak. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm good. Uh, thanks for agreeing to come and have a chat, really. Um, and I know that we want to talk about our favorite game system, GURPS, um, yep. which means that about half of the listenership is now just tuned out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but perhaps we'll talk about that a little bit, actually, anyway. <laughs> Um, but actually, if it's all right with you, I'd like to start with uh, where I always start with somebody new on the show. Uh, first of all, say thank you for being a listener and calling in and, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I love that you uh, you have your listeners engage like that. It's it's great. Yeah, it's a cool feature of what was Anchor back in the day before Spotify ruined it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just glad I have the speak pipe now. And of course, people can always drop a message like, you know via record it and email it but um yeah yeah, yeah the, the speak pipe's great for that i think it's a good thing and yeah like you said engage um i don't think i'd have been doing this five years later if it wasn't for that so yeah getting feedback <laughs> it's always encouraging otherwise i would have just shouted into the void not heard anything and given up so yeah. that's the way it goes anyway yeah so thank you um so what i wanted to start with is uh like what's the backstory you know like how did you get into rpgs that start there get into rpgs to start with yeah well um i was a a kid who read a lot and uh wasn't into sports and was uh not the most socially outgoing kid at one point uh i must i think i was 13 it was 78 and um i read an article about this new game called D&D Dungeons and Dragons right. and i said hey you can pretend to be an elf like in uh, <laughs> like in Lord of the Rings and that sounds like it could be fun uh so i got my parents to buy me the uh the Holmes blue box basic right. D&D mm-hmm. uh, i started playing that with my older brother we played that for a little while uh, and then we realized you can't go past third level with yep. basic D&D. So uh, we went out and got uh, AD&D. Right. Um, and then uh, 
my brother went off to college and I, uh, I did a lot of, uh, solo with the, the generator at the back of the dungeon master's guide and in, in the original mm -hmm. AD and D, awesome. uh, and, but then I met some, some guys at school who were also into it and started playing. And then we discovered traveler and we discovered TNT and we discovered all these other games uh that we played the heck out of uh and had a lot of fun with and it was wasn't until uh, i'm gonna say around 89 that i first encountered gurps i was mm -hmm. uh, uh at uh, university of buffalo the gaming club there someone brought a copy mm -hmm. uh and i kind of fell in love with it because of the long detailed skill list yeah. i loved that it was like okay so i can make a character that does you know anything that makes sense to me for his backstory and who he is and mm -hmm. not be you know funneled into these big broad categories where everybody's kind of got the same abilities and uh i brought it back to my friends who uh who live here on long island and uh they liked it too and we, we started playing and we never really stopped playing that game so it's all like 89 you said and then so you know, here we are, what, 40 years later or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it since then. Uh, yeah, that, 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 I mean, I will play any game someone wants to run. Mm. But when it comes to running a game, uh, when I, 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 I occasionally have run other games since then, and I always feel a little straightjacketed. It's like, mm -hmm. I can't make it do exactly what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it feels like I'm, I'm, it, it starts to feel gamier to me it more like these are the rules of the game and i have to play by them rather than this is my world and i can make it work the way i want it to work okay so yeah so good stuff um so starting with D D then um and sort of coming on through what was it that kind of you talked about the skill list but in terms of those restrictions like you've had you've experienced in other games I and mean, what sort of things do you feel like GURPS releases you for i'm assuming classes um well, yeah is an obvious classes, thing. classes pretty obviously um and i mean i there were i played games that had skills skill-based games before i mean traveler mm. was skill-based but it was very broad skills yeah. that uh, and you didn't get a lot of them <laughs> and you uh, <laughs> kind of the, the skill was you know it kind of recognized that this was a big category of thing you did and mm. uh, you were better, a little bit better at it than everybody else, but it wasn't, you know, didn't make you stand out. It was uh, traveler was much more player skill based than character skill based. You, you figured things yeah. out and you tried things and you poked at them and, and it, which is an interesting way of play. I mean, it's, it's not a bad way of playing. Uh, but if you really want to, uh, define a character as being different mm -hmm. uh, based on what they know and what they can do. Mm -hmm. I don't have another game that that does that as well as GURPS because of the 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 fine grained nature of of its skill list. Yeah, I mean there are a few out there, I suppose. I mean I'm thinking yeah. of Hero probably straight off the top, um, but even then it's different, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, here are the skill. I mean, again, the skills are not as as fine grained mm -hmm. in here. Uh, hero and GURPS are are very, you know, very similar. It's uh, it's just slight, uh, slightly different approach to a very similar traditional yeah. RPG kind of approach to point build <laughs> uh, character generation. Yeah, it's they're not they're not greatly different so i think uh a lot of times the uh, hero people and gurps people kind of have a little rivalry <laughs> about which one is <laughs> works better for different things uh i think they're probably both so similar that if i didn't if i had, if i'd come across hero first i'd probably be a big hero fan mm -hmm. and not know much about gurps but it worked the other way because i i met gurps first <laughs> Yeah, I'm the other way around. I met Hero first, but I bounced off Hero because you have to build everything. So um, what I kind of I like about GURPS, I suppose, is that things are sort of structured and they're, they're built, um, but right, then you get to right. tweak them. You know, you so go. you've got like these advantages and abilities and, you know, you can kind of like turn them into powers and you can customize yeah. that. But there's not one way of doing that, but right. there are some pretty straightforward examples for you to just steal. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, it, it's more, uh, yeah, I get that. It, it, hero, from what I've seen and heard of it, is much more, here are the, here are the basic principles and you can build anything out of it. It's, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, modeling clay versus Legos, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I just bounced off the having to build my gun and build my sword and build, you know I mean? Like everything, everything. Yeah. Um, and I know that the hero fans will be screaming, but there's books full of examples. And yeah, there are. Yeah. But you know, when I start playing it, I didn't have those. I just had the core books. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's... Anyway, um, so let's. I mean, what is it that you kind of most enjoy about role playing games? I mean, you stuck with them for like you know decades. So what's yeah, the draw? I, I think there's. Uh, I mean, there's two different things that I think I have an answer for that. As a, as a GM, as a game master, it's definitely the world building. It's creating this, this place that uh, the players then can explore and knock things down and get into trouble and try yeah. to get themselves out of trouble and, and making it all make sense for its own, its own existence. That it, it's internally consistent world. It doesn't have to be a realistic world, but it should have its own realism you know it doesn't have to be like our world but it does have to you know if if something happens a certain way on wednesday it should happen the same way on friday yeah because that's the way that world works um and you know kind of understanding what the gears are that make the world turn in the background uh to some extent sometimes even if the players never really get to see the gears um the fact that I get what's happening in the background makes things kind of make sense as they go along. Um, I find that uh, in GURPS and in other games I play with GURPS, especially if I do, I do almost all of my prep in the campaign prep phase where I'm figuring out what is this world? Who are the actors in it? Where are they? What are they doing? Then once the players start bouncing off of things, mm-hmm. um, I don't really have to do that much session prep because it's all there and it's whatever they do. I kind of know what's going to happen as a result because I understand what's going on with that world. Uh, from a player side of things, I if uh, I like the challenge part of it. I like the, okay, here's the situation. How do I, with the resources I have, the skills I have as a character, uh, how do I get what i'm my character wants out of that um so if you if you're familiar with uh robin laws uh <laughs> robin's laws of good game mastering mm-hmm. i definitely fall into the tactician category of player although i kind of aspire to be a method actor too i want to i want to <laughs> i want i want to play in character and 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 get that kind of good characterization but i'm I recognize I'm not as good at that as I am at uh, at plotting and saying, okay, what's the simple way of doing this? What's the way that doesn't get my character in trouble and and hurt and uh, and and you know gets the most most bang for the buck, the the most success at the least risk, which you know can sure sometimes end up short circuiting things. I was I was short circuiting uh, some challenges in <laughs> the game I was just playing last night. <laughs> One of my friends was running. He's like, "Oh, you could just do that." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's part of. I mean, that's part of the player skill thing, isn't it? As you master a set of, I mean, partly as you master the set of rules, but also as you master the world that you're playing in, and you start yeah. to understand what the gym is running. Yeah, you, you, you know. Well, I do it as well, so I get it. Yeah. Um, this thing of like, how do I minimize my risk? Is yeah, you know, it's, that's it's, 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 <laughs> It's not really metagaming if you're if you're doing it as you know the character knows this. This is how the world has worked up to now. We're gonna we're gonna say, can we just you know take the back door and not uh, fight the ten goons that are standing outside the, the front door? Oh yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, yes, you can do that. <laughs> you know. So the skill list appealed to you when you started. I mean, what's kept yeah. you playing Gertz then? Um, Pure familiarity or something else? I mean, familiarity is a is a big part of it, obviously, because once once you understand GURPS, uh, it just clicked with the way my brain works to to some extent. 
but the core system is, is very simple. You, you know, roll under your skill or stat on three dice and the, you know, the lower you roll, the better the result, the higher you roll, the worse the result. And GM can just riff off of that or, you know, um, and uh, anything else is really optional. It's, you know, the, right at the beginning of the book, they say, you know, all the all the rules and, and, and numbers in this book are, uh, are guidelines and examples, you know, so you can just run it very, very light, um, or you can pile in as much detail on the things that you want detail on as you like. Um, that's, you know, that, I mean, when I first encountered GURPS again, back in the, the late eighties, early nineties, uh, realism wasn't a dirty word in, <laughs> in role-playing. We didn't have to start calling it verisimilitude yet. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we go, oh yeah, this, this makes sense. It's, it kind of works the way the real world works. You know, you, if you know some, if you're good at something, you, it's easier to do. If you're much, much better at something than someone, uh, you, uh, you're going to, do it more often you're going to do it more reliably um and uh you know and problems that come up will be easier for you to deal with uh you know the uh, it just uh it just worked for me uh on that level uh again that kind of set up a world that makes sense and it's it's relatively easy to do with GURPS uh and uh and then I, you know, moved over from from third edition to to fourth edition. That cleaned up a lot of the 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 cruft that had built up from all of the uh, the supplements that had been added on that didn't necessarily play nice with each other. Uh, I think that was a great great move as far as the game goes. Maybe not a great move as far as the um, marketing goes because. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, uh, it, it, it's this huge tome now that you kind of start with and people bounce off that really easy. Uh, the, the, the original, you know, the older GURPS, the first through third edition was, it's a, a nice thin little rule book that covers the basics of what you need, but you can't do everything with it. Uh, so you have to buy the, buy the supplement that does the thing you want to do, uh, fourth edition it's very much more you could do you could spend you could play for years with just the basic set and never look at a supplement mm. uh which didn't stop me from buying almost all the supplements because <laughs> that's the kind of <laughs> person i am i say oh that would make it fun that's a fun little addition to the game i'll plug it in see if i can use it sometime um but they uh they do uh they do have basically all the rules you need right there in the basic set uh with a few exceptions i mean if you're going to run a uh, a fantasy game that has a lot of magic in it you're going to either need uh magic or thaumatology mm -hmm. because the magic section in the basic book is is very basic uh but other than that you don't need anything else uh but they put together such good supplements i buy them anyway yeah, there's some good stuff out there. I mean, I've collected them all pretty much, um, or almost all. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a stack over there, so basically. Um, but uh, and I just actually had added printed copies of a couple of ones that I've had on PDF for a while recently. It's been quite yeah. a nice move as well recently. You can get them published for either from Amazon or through drive-thru, I believe. So it's yeah. kind of neat. Anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about. I mean, I've had plenty of people bounce off GURPS when the time that I've been trying to get. Um, so over the last, I so, so I bought into GURPS in about, well, originally I suppose about two thousand ninety nine, two thousand something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe as early as ninety eight. I'm not entirely sure, but certainly by ninety nine, it was a thing. You know, it was something on my radar. Yeah. But I, I couldn't really get it to the table. Two thousand four rolls round, and out comes fourth edition. So I bought in immediately. So I was very excited by that. It's like <gasps> I've got a fresh start. I can kind of get into this. Um, and yeah, I. I, I bounced off to some degree and so did quite a few of my players. And um, actually, even today, there are one or two people I know who 
like playing with me, but won't really like playing GURPS, um, or at least right. don't like building characters and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Like, I think it's like one of the simplest games. It's kind of a big claim when <laughs> everyone else in the world thinks it's the most complicated game on the earth. Um, yeah. But as I was, I was saying to just someone the other day, like for me, there's three rules you need to learn as a player, um, which is like success rolls, like roll 3d6 low, the damage, you know, dice plus add system for that, you know, roll however many dice and any bonuses or penalties. And then the reaction roll to be aware of, uh, which is 3d6 roll high, really. The GM's probably rolling it, but you should as a player be aware of it um, because you know, if they haven't decided the outcome of a, an interaction, then they're probably going to roll on the reaction table. Um, which, is, by the way, in itself is quite an old school thing. I think it's sort of something that has dripped, sort of dropped out of the hobby for a lot of games. But that's it. I mean, after that, it's character points, build a character. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's usually where... That's where the like, complication comes in. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so talk about that. How do you handle that with, with sort of new players? Oh, well, um, it depends on the player. Some of them get into it. Some of them... Or like, yes, I want to do all the things. I, I had one player who I have to actively discourage from taking all the disadvantages because uh, he's a writer and yeah. he likes to characterize his his uh, characters. And he, he loves the fact that they've got, you know, this all these different disadvantages that you can take to make your character interesting. And I'm like, I cannot... I cannot GM a character that has, you know, three enemies and, and two dependents, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, yeah. tone it back, yeah. shift some of these disadvantages into quirks and, you know, pick one or two that really, really are important. And, uh, and that, that play those and don't try to make everything about your character a disadvantage. Uh, and the other end of the spectrum I, I have a player who actually stopped playing with, with us for a little while because we went mostly to GURPS and he was he was much more into uh, D&D, Pathfinder, um, and he had tremendous system mastery of those systems uh, and he didn't have system mastery of GURPS. So he was kind of like, uh, I'm going to take a break from role playing for a little while when, <laughs> when we stopped doing that. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> um, and... Uh, yeah, but he's come back. He's joined us again. Basically, I just make his characters for him. He tells me, he gives me this, because he, he again, likes making these interesting characters. He just doesn't want to put in the effort of learning how to build them in GURPS. So yep. I build them and I show them to him. And he's like, oh, this is great. You got this and this and this and this thing about him. And oh, this is wonderful. But he doesn't want to put the effort into to learning how to build a character. He, he wants, you know, he says, I want to be able to do this. We'll give him a character that does that. And he's perfectly happy and and, and gets into the playing. Uh, it's Yeah, it's good to hear he's not too proud. I, I've come across one or two players who, if they can't do it themselves, don't want you to do it because, you know, like somehow just detracts from their gaming credits to have the yeah. GM make their character. Or I don't trust the GM enough. Um <laughs> Or if it's me, it'll be a case of, yeah, but you don't know the rules either, Webster. So, you know, how am I going to trust you to make my character? Um, but yeah, it's good to have someone who's willing to like, you know, go with that, like give you a good concept and then let you build it and and then yeah. really enjoy it. That's cool. And, you know, there's people like in between who will who will make a character and I'll, they'll give it to me and I'll look at it and go, you know, you could shift things around and make it a little bit more optimized and here's the thing that uh, you might want to look at adding or, you know, something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll and you know, again, with GURPS, you really want GM involvement in character creation anyway, just because there's just so many options and not all of them work with every game and can't, I mean, you can give people long lists of, you know, this is required for the game. This is recommended for the game. This is, you know, this is okay. This is, not recommended and this is forbidden but they can surprise you something something you didn't think of and you go you get the character sheet and go this doesn't really fit what i had in mind for the game can you tweak it this way can you can you come up with another approach because uh, again when you don't have you don't have the the guide rails of of class uh or you know something that's uh, more restricted and limited in character creation um you can get things that just don't fit a particular game. And if you're a GURPS GM, you have to be willing to say, 
this is cool, but it's not what my game is about. (laughs) Because GURPS isn't about anything. It's it's about you build what you want to build. And that takes a little more coordination between GM and player to to understand that you're both building the same in the same direction yeah I, I think it's like one of the big things i got i mean some years ago now i talked to sean punch he's the girls line editor for mm-hmm. those who don't know um but you know his his he was he got me to understand really that it's a descriptive system not a prescriptive system and yeah. where most systems sort of prescribe if you like uh, a way of building a character so if we look at classic D, that class really is just a prescription of different niches that you can fill at the table um and there's nothing wrong with that but i know in a lot of ways you'd argue that's a really good feature um it's fine right until you run up against the player who wants to play a character that isn't quite one of those and yeah. and of course what's great about gertz is i mean i've heard quite a few people talk about this i think barry over or gm shadow who you know he's had experiences with players who have come from a DD background for example and they're playing gertz and suddenly it's like they they get that i can build anything i you know like i can well i can have this kind of i can do that i can put these combinations together it's like yeah you can do whatever you want um and <laughs> and for some people that's like terrifying i've got you know a really good friend of mine who seems to just be rabbit in headlights um you know i'm pretty sure he's capable of rolling 3d6 and rolling, counting yeah. down. i know he, he understands dice plus ads i know he can do maths I mean, you know, but when it comes to build a character with GURPS, it's just like mental block. Eh, can't yeah. do it. Um, and and yet the other people are like, you know, ooh, hands rubbing with glee, aren't they? You know, like, wow, yeah. I could. GURPS is great if you have a strong concept of what you want. Mm. And then you go to GURPS and say, how do I express it in the language of GURPS? Um, what it's not great is if you don't have a concept of what you want, it's there's too many choices you can't you're not going to look at it and go oh this is a good suggestion i'll take this and and you know you gotta you gotta kind of in the immortal words of joe jackson you uh you can't get what you want till you know what you want yeah and and that's a scary thing i mean i i'm finding this as well now just starting to find new players as well but the amount of conversations i've had over the last five years six years with relatively you know people i've never met before and you start to them like what are you into in game what are you looking for what do you want to play at the table what kind of games do you like and they honestly look at you a bit blank you know well i kind of like fantasy and then you kind of think yeah that's broad express to you how vague that is as (laughs) as a you know i kind of like fantasy games um i like dnd uh kind of narrows that down a bit you know from from all of the possibilities to like oh high fantasy with that classic kind of you know yeah. all in the pot mission but even that you know like i want to play yeah. a fighter in D. well that's fairly broad i mean we talk about it being restrictive but that's still fairly broad let's yeah. be honest you know you can do a yeah. lot of stuff with a fighter class in especially in third fourth or fifth edition D. so you know it's um yeah it's weird isn't it how how i don't really know kind of comes up a lot um <laughs> yeah and I always talk about how creative players can be, but I think sometimes it's the least creative play is with characters, like actually a character design. Um, I've heard a lot of people say to me, like, I don't want to design my character. I don't really know what I want to play. Or I don't, I want to discover my character. I want to roll something up. Right, and then right. as we play, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, how do you, I mean, what is, what's your response to that? If someone is saying to you, like, Oh yeah, that's why I don't like GURPS and games like that because uh, you know I I just want to like roll something up and figure out what would you say? I mean, it's it's a little bit off of GURPS philosophy of of again having a strong concept of what it is, but mm. it it can be done because you can add things as you go along. I mean, one of the things I've I've done in the past is you know people don't know what quirks they want to take. And I'd be like, okay, just take five points, and as you play your character, we'll fill in what these quirks of the character are. Um, and you can do other things, like I mean, you can go as far as you know, uh, just adding disadvantages as things come up in play. You go, okay, you're playing this way. Uh, we're going to call that a disadvantage of yours, and uh, and you'll you know, you'll get the 
because again, the points, the points are guidelines. You know, you can you can play with not everyone having exactly the same points. You can play with you know, uh, adding and taking away advantages and disadvantages without strictly keeping track of exactly how many character points everyone has. You can play it as loose as you like uh, when it comes to to things like that. Um, so yeah, you can you can make a pretty generic character in GURPS. Um, when it comes to their personality, um, it's harder with skills unless you do something like uh, um, wild card skills or you know sword, any any kind of bladed weapon I can I can use, um, which gives it a different tone when you're playing. Yeah. But it's it's a perfectly valid approach to to playing. Mm -hmm. um, I've experimented with random. So um, it's about yeah. third edition. Third edition at the back of the book has random character generation. Yes. So roll 3d6 for your four stats, uh, then spend 50 points on stuff, or roll on the skill table, roll random advantage, roll random disadvantage. And um, I found with quite a few players that, you know, recently, actually, fairly recently, that's been quite fun just yeah. to do something like that. And I mean, I went and played around with simple dungeon GURPS. I developed that a little bit. And, you know, it, what it did is it demystified character creation and just allowed us to get to the table and play. Yeah. Um, really quite limited points values, you know, sort of somewhere around about the 70 to 100 point mark, probably on average, because it's hard to, you know, when you're rolling randomly, you get a, you know, <laughs> especially for fourth edition, I, I rolled 18 for my intelligence. I'm going to have a lot of points at 20 points per point um, yeah. over that 10. <laughs> so, you know, 160 points or something straight away, boom. Um, but, uh, so in that regard, I guess the addition where all the stats were of equal value kind of thing, that was easier to do, but, um, yeah. you know, it, it was a shift away from that, uh, further away from that when we went to fourth edition. Um, and for good reason, I think, you know, that in the end, this is a, a game designed to allow you to design, um, you know, and, and to not, um, not to be that sort of you know random player i mean there's a hot there's a statement up somewhere up in early in the basic set isn't there of like yeah you can do this randomly but why would you you know the risk is you get something rubbish and why would you want to play a rubbish character even for a second well role playing game you know yeah again the the tactician in me says oh that makes it a challenge yeah you know the the old uh you know osr rolls yeah. roll 3d6 six times and you play yeah. whatever you get kind of thing and yeah Although I think I think like I think sometimes that um people forget though, like in old D D, like if you're playing nineteen seventy seven homes, I've been playing nineteen eighty three uh red box D D, basic D D with the school kids, you know. Actually, yeah. those rolls on three D six don't count for much really no, in that game. Don't. You know, that yeah. they're gonna give you bonuses, I mean, maybe you get a higher strength, so you, you get like yeah, you bonus. Had to get, you had to get way to the end of the spectrum before you even yeah. started getting bonuses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh and they weren't that big in the game so it was yeah. just like yeah your 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 class and your level mattered a lot more to the things that you were doing mm -hmm. than than any of your attributes what the uh the attributes did was oddly enough if you were you know had uh, the high primary attribute you got a bonus to your um uh your experience points mm -hmm. so you know people people who are already good at it get better faster yeah <laughs> yeah let's not think about the logic of that i mean they, they, they will get into the logic of like it's it, it's harder to hit someone who's wearing more armor um I, you know i, I yeah. don't know I, I can injure them just as badly it's just harder to hit them but let's not wind up all the osr fans here yeah. <laughs> too much anyway no, we've already lost I, most I, of them I, anyway you know i think there's you know good game design reasons for some of these things but when you're coming at it from the, you know, is this make sense for the way a world would work? You go, yeah. maybe not. That's why, you know, when I play D and D I'm like, okay, I'm playing the game. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing, I'm not, not playing the, you know, I'm not playing in the world. I'm playing the game uh, and it can be fun. Mm. And again, from the, the, the tactical challenge point of view, uh it's it it makes things interesting but uh it 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 doesn't do the same doesn't hit quite the scratch the quite the same itch uh as you know having a 
having a, a consistent and uh, and rational world that you're uh, exploring. And that is exactly the attraction for me. So you know, you've been listening to the podcast, you know yeah. that the what I seek most is to get really immersed in the other world. You know, I want to, if I'm going to be a player anyway, I want to, you know, inhabit my character, play in character as character, and I want to get into the world. And I want that world to be, you know, internally consistent. And so that's why GURPS appeals to me, because I can see it can provide that. Um, in a way that I don't think I come across anywhere else, really, not not to its degree and depth, anyway. Um, and yet, at the same time, I cannot persuade players that you know this is what it'll do. It's it's weird. Um, <laughs> I I genuinely have come to the conclusion that a lot of people don't really know what we're talking about um, with that whole idea of what we called realism or verisimilitude or you know the sense that things conform to. Um, a sort of consistent pattern right um, right and if if something you know if you want to do something just based on the way you understand the world to work uh, you and you know you try it and in GURPS the it's gonna come out with an outcome that seems plausible based on that um and doesn't seem to be just there because there's a rule about it it's mm. there because that that seems like how things would probably turn out if you tried to do that uh depending on you know how how skilled or lucky you are at it um and you know that that it it works for me um yeah i think again early on when i first discovered gurps uh that was the thing that was more uh more common for people to want, I think, in their role-playing games. They wanted to, They there was this kind of desire for realism, verisimilitude, or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that kind of has fallen out of fashion. I think it mm. fell out of fashion just as, uh, just as uh, the fourth edition was coming out, really. Uh, and they had doubled down on it to some extent. Yeah, well, uh, yeah I mean, we can look at the history of, of all playing games. You can see like 2004 is where the forge is really, you know, yeah. the, the game theory around um, narrativism. Um, simulationism is being labeled as like, you are brain damaged if you want yes. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that I remember that very distinctly. And um, it's odd because actually that's the time when third edition Dungeons and Dragons is probably the most coherent and like sort of solid and at low level, at least, I think first yeah. five levels, delivering a fairly realistic result, actually. Um, and it's kind of like that came under attack and it became under a sustained attack from the other end as well, from like those who loved the old D&D &D and wanted to stick with those kind of those older games and didn't like the crunchy detail of, of edition. It came under yeah. a, this approach to playing that we love so much, you know, it came under a, a concerted assault. Um, it's interesting to see that starting to change again and flip a little bit at least in certain circles so i think even you know the we say you know the market shifted more people wanted something else they wanted they wanted to highlight the the story the the character arc the drama uh which isn't a bad thing which is which can be very enjoyable it's not you know my primary goal either as a gm or, or a player yeah. uh but i i like when it happens i like when it emerges uh for from play i don't like rules that push me into it uh but uh, that's just a personal preference um but th again that's that's a broad trend i've got to believe there are still new players coming into role playing that are looking for something that's more along the lines of the verisimilitude things inhabiting a, inhabiting a world that that is internally consistent um and uh they should have options too i guess is, yeah. is the thing they, you know that yeah. playing is a, is a big big you know smorgasbord and you can pick what you want out of it i think yeah it's interesting i have conversations um with relatively new players and um you can tell those who are like some people are like it's that whole kind of 
I just want to be able to do big and amazing things. Um, what you, you referred to Robin D. Laws earlier, you know, yeah. from uh, Robin yeah. Laws, he talks about the power gamer. Um, yeah. I think it's probably a bit of a mean title, but we talked about those who want their power fantasy is kind of the way yeah. he describes yeah. it, um, which is especially always... strong in sort of American and Western culture. Um, and you know, he he makes the comment, "You're going to you're going to take those bit abilities out of their hands uh, when they're cold and dead." Um, you know, you're not. <laughs> It, it is it is like some people are just so that's what they want to do they want to um be yeah. a superhero for a while um and there is nothing wrong with that um yeah. but you know if you want i mean my feeling is if you want to have an experience which is uh more grounded believable you know realistic in the tolkien s sense then yeah. you know um there are other ways of approaching the hobby and GURPS is going to provide yeah. a solution but it, but you know it, you you can have the power fantasy too, and I, I mm. to me the the power fantasy of being the big damn hero that can do amazing things is to me it it's more impressive. It feels better if it's set against a background that's more grounded and realistic. And it's like yeah. you you're not doing big damn hero things because the world lets you do big damn hero things. You're doing big damn hero things because your character is has this special ability in this world that isn't, you know, isn't built into the script. It's, uh, your, your, you, <laughs> your, your character is special for being able to do these things. Not just that's the way the world works, that special things happen. I've heard the, the counter criticism as well. That, um, uh, is not good at high powered gaming, um, which I always struck me as ridiculous, although I've never played at high power because partly because i don't have players who want to do that but also because you know my level of mastery with the game is such that i i approach that with caution but you know is it true can it um... i've i've done supers games uh with gurps up over 800 points uh and i thought it worked fine um what's difficult for gurps to do in supers without a lot of thought and setup on the part of the gm and buy-in on the part of the players is you know the comic book logic or mm. lack thereof the <laughs> you know the fact that uh you know someone can uh you know pulverize a tank with their punch but when they uh, smack aunt may she just you know <laughs> she just goes oh my and falls down and is okay yeah. um so what you mean is it doesn't do inconsistency well it does not do that kind of inconsistency well, so um, you have to you have to kind of build that in as an extra thing. It, it's by default, GURPS doesn't do that. Uh, it can do it if you if you add a lot of things and and get the mm. players to agree to them, and then it then it kind of works that way. But I tend not to like that kind of genre anyway, and I prefer the more um, you know what would happen if people got superpowers in a world that works more like ours you know it's kind of a deconstruction i mean i don't want to go all the way to the boys where all superheroes are terrible horrible people and and in fact all the other people in the world who aren't superheroes are terrible horrible people and and there's no one to admire <laughs> and uh, it's just unending misery and no mm -hmm relief from that but i do kind of like the you know this people have real motivations you know why would someone put on a strange costume and go out and have fights in the street uh there was um uh, an interesting uh series of, of short stories that were uh just released as a podcast uh on the um uh now I'm forgetting the, the escape pod. Uh, it's a science fiction podcast. Uh, and it was the, they were called the union dues stories. And it was basically kind of trying to make the superhero tropes make sense in a, in a real kind of world. And I liked yeah. it. And it was like, well, the superheroes became superheroes because otherwise they would have been, you know, government experiments. <laughs> Managed to manage to stop themselves from being, you know, uh, being all locked up by by kind of agreeing to 
operate by these superhero rules in the real world. Mm. Uh, and, they, you know, and they put on costumes and license themselves to comic books to make money to <laughs> to, to keep uh, keep their uh, their society going. Uh, it, it was an interesting set of stories, but that that's the kind of, you know, if you want to have people who dress up in costumes and go out and, and rescue people from from disasters, what how how does that happen? How does, you know, <laughs> what normal person, if they found they had superpowers, would put on a costume and stop muggings? Uh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting because it's like um, it, it struck me as you're listening to you talk about like the the fact that the fashionable approach to storytelling is basically inconsistency. Like actually, that characters do things almost arbitrarily. Um, especially in like in role playing games, that actually like there's uh, Daniel James has said before, and we talked about like his approach to gaming. Like he doesn't like it when uh, the way the characters are treated by the game is different from how the rest of the people in the world are treated by the the game. You know, like that. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I like about GURPS is that okay, I might have a twenty five or fifty point normal human um character but essentially the rules work the same for them if i've got a 400 point character if we get into a fight probably the 400 point character is going to absolutely stomp the 50 point character because they have abilities the 50 point character can't even think about but at least it's done in a kind of constructed it consistent yeah. and and kind of easy to understand way i suppose um but actually a lot of the time you know you have this kind of thing where heroes are just different because they're heroes um and yeah. it doesn't make any real logical sense actually other than their protagonist in the story <laughs> yeah I, I mean and you can do that with GURPS you can have serendipity and luck and yeah. uh it costs points if you want to yeah. be the the, <laughs> the that kind of hero uh, or the the game master can use the uh the cannon fodder rule so that you know you hit this person you hit them once they're going to fall down they're out of the fight you don't know that they're dead you, they're just they're done because you hit them yeah. uh, and you can do that in GURPS um, but you have to make that conscious decision as the game master to say this is the kind of world we live in where you know uh, the the faceless guards you know <laughs> the, the stormtroopers you know you, you, you shoot them with a bow and arrow they're going to fall down even though they've got high-tech armor on uh and uh you know that's just it, it again GURPS lets you design the world you want and if that's the if that's the kind of world you want the tools are there to do it but it's it, it's a decision it, you, you have to consciously think about it to to do that it doesn't just automatically come out of the box so I mean, you're obviously a fan of GURPS and you blog about your approach to it and all that stuff. Um, what is it that you perhaps wanted to say about GURPS that people don't generally get a chance to say? I mean, if uh, I throw that openly, what what do you, what do you what do you feel like people often miss? Uh, my my first advice to to people who are new to to GMing GURPS is relax. It's a game. Don't take it so seriously. Don't think you have to know everything about every rule and, yeah. uh, and and plot everything out in advance um start playing and if something works keep doing it if something doesn't work try something different mm -hmm. your players won't riot if you say you know this didn't go exactly the way i made it, uh, it to go we're going to use this rule instead from now on uh just start playing this the way you get better at something is doing it so just play and and enjoy it and and tweak as you go along uh that's probably the number one thing the other thing is you can play GURPS very very rules light you don't have to use you can't use all the rules because some of the rules are mutually inconsistent they don't yeah. work together uh so don't try to use all the rules use the rules that make the game do what you want it to do and ignore the rest of the rules um uh, another podcast i i've gotten into really uh quite uh, heavily is uh, the film reroll and their concept is they start with the premise of a movie they've got people playing the character the main characters of the movie um but they're playing it in gurps and 
anything can happen once they start improvising and once the dice start rolling, they can diverge from the plot of the movie pretty quickly and yeah. uh, and see what happens, what would happen if these characters, if something else happened rather than the events of the movie. But mm -hmm. they, they run GURPS tremendously light. It's a conversation. And every once in a while, when someone tries something interesting, they roll some dice, they see if they got above or below their score. Uh, and the GM makes a ruling and they move on and they don't dig into all of the do the, all of the detailed rules. They just, it's, um, it's tremendously light and, uh, and it's lots of fun and that you can hear they're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I generally don't like actual play, but this, this works in part because they're doing it very light and in part because they're all, uh, you know, uh, trained actors and, and good at improv and interesting people to listen to. Uh, but, uh, but it, it GURPS can be very, very light. The problem is once you've paid for this 500 plus pages of rules, you feel, why would I pay five for all these rules and then just do roll under on 3d six. I could do that without paying for all the rules. Yeah. And of course you can, you can get GURPS light and you've got like, basically yeah. that haven't you so yeah and you can make it up you know you can just say uh, i if if gurps light doesn't have the 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 gear that you want you say well it's kind of like this or you just mm. say you know, it's a it's a blaster it's going to do five dice of damage uh and uh you have to use blaster skill I, I don't know if blasters in in GURPS light, but you know they it's probably beam weapons. Pistol is in GURPS light, but uh, but you don't have to use the you don't have to use the list of skills they give you. If you want to make up a different skill, mm. do it. You know it's uh, your it's your game. Uh, it's it's you can do a lot of improvising with GURPS, and you don't have to feel straightjacketed by the rules. I mean, the rules they do give you tend to be well thought out and play tested over more than 40 years now of, uh, of, of actual play. So the rules they give you are pretty good that, like I said, I stood before they're they're guidelines and examples, but they're useful guidelines and examples. Uh, and then if, as you're going along playing your very light game and you come up with, come up to something that's really important and you want to dig into the detail and you want to know, you know, you want the players to feel that you're not just pulling it off the top of your head. You can open to the page in the book that says, this is how you resolve this situation and say, well, it's right here in the book is how we do it. And we're just going to go by that mm -hmm. because someone put it in a book. So it must be right. Uh, and they will be, <laughs> they will be satisfied with the result then once they roll the dice, because they won't feel like you just kind of made it up to either, um, you know, give them a, a unearned benefit or you're trying to punish them for doing something you didn't want them to do. It's, it's, it's the rule is there to give them the comp, give them the, you know, the trust that you're not just making things up and steering things where you want them to go. Um, mm -hmm. but you don't, you don't have to do that. You could just have them say, Oh, that sounds like something that would be hard to do. Roll Dex minus three. And, you know, and that works too. But if your players don't like that answer, you can always look in the book to find the official rule. Mm. Um, so it, it's a big yeah. backstop, really, that, that basic set. Interesting to hear you talk about, like, you know, run it light and, and take the bits you want. It's kind of, um, it essentially reveals, like, I, I recently had a comment on the blog from somebody saying, you know, yeah, GAPS is great until you have to, like, do a flying kick. Uh, in the middle of a combat or something you know you want someone to make a jump over a chasm and fly and kick into someone in the face and then that's going to be super complicated if you follow the rules as written and of course you know like what you seem to be saying is yeah you can do that you can like run those formulae um mm. and the, there are some nice formulas for that but but actually that's kind of missing the point well there's two things there if this is a character that just out of nowhere wants to do a flying kick across a chasm to kick someone in the face. Okay. You, you should know the rules for, you know, targeting a face. You should know mm. the rules for how far someone can jump. Those are the, write those down on the character sheet. 
and then just you know give it a give it a difficulty based on what you how difficult you think it is. And one of my favorite things in GURPS is the uh, uh, difficulty modifiers. They've got the example of you know from minus mm -hmm. ten to plus ten. Yeah. Here's examples of of how hard things are and what the penalty or bonus should be. But if you've got a character who's a martial artist whose whose big shtick is making flying leaps at people's faces, that should be calculated and down on the character sheet hmm. from the start, so that when he does that, that's uh, you just know what dice to roll. You know, you know what your target number is based on that. So, a lot of people don't get that you don't do a lot of calculation at the table. You do the calculation in character creation. Um, I've had character, you know, supers games. I've had characters that had super jump, and you know, the jump calculation is a little bit wonky. You're going to have to figure out. Do it takes some math to to figure out how far someone can jump, and if but if super jump is your power, and your shtick is that you can jump, you know, three stories up, you know, you can leap. Uh, leap small buildings in a single bound anyway write that down on your character sheet so that you don't have to do the calculation at the table mm. if it's something that you're doing a lot do the calculation ahead of time if it's something that just comes up in the moment don't bog down the game to do the calculation just go okay give me a give me a roll and see yeah. how well you do it, it, com it comes back to that knowing what your character is about thing as well. Because I remember like um, one of the, again, I don't know where I picked this up, but some tip, of, you know, from a few years ago was like thinking about the way your character fights commonly. If you're going into combat a lot, then how does your character typically fight? And, you know, most people have like their moves, right? Yeah. They have, and, and signature moves, by the way, are a thing you can do in GURPS as well um, and, and with your signature equipment. But um, it's that thing of like knowing like what it is. If I've got a swordsman, for example, then, you know, like what weapon am I using? And how am I going to use it? There are a couple of like straightforward ways that I might use a thrusting greatsword. Um, I can thrust with it and I can slash with it. Um, but actually, if that's my, like if I have these moves, then again, as a player, I I'm going to invest a little bit of time surely in knowing what my numbers are. Uh, yeah, I can do with that and what my reach is and, and all of those kind of things, which, like you said, they're not something you do in play. They're something you've done as you were conceiving your character. Yeah. Or if you discover you're using a particular move a lot, mm -hmm. write it down. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. try to don't, don't end up recalculating it every time you do it. That's, you know, that's making extra work for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but if, again, if it's something that's just a one off I've never tried this before, and I don't see any situation where the character is ever going to do it again. Then having the exact number isn't all that important, and the GM can go with their gut and say, "I think that's you know a minus four. That's <laughs> that's pretty hard. That's a minus four, or that's nearly impossible. That's a minus eight. <laughs> and uh, and you know unless if the, the if the player is of the same mind as the the GM and you just accept that and go with it. Uh, and that particular situation never comes up again. It doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, if the player is like, I don't think it's that hard, then, you know, okay, we'll, we'll go on to the next person turn. You look it up in the book and find out what the actual rule is and we'll use the actual rule. That yeah. That's not, you know, that's not that tough. I wanted to just rewind slightly back to that, um, that modifiers table it's in um campaigns isn't it it's in the, yeah, the second yeah, part of the basic set and and one of the things i think was a great revelation to me and so i have to keep drumming home to players who aren't familiar with the gerps is that the bonuses come from pretty much routine things so yeah. you know like you get a plus five or, or something like that off doing something like it's pretty typical so like, even if i'm untrained in gerps then i have a default ability with a skill so a lot yeah. of skills like so if i'm driving and i don't have specifically the driving skill then um i'm guessing it's going to be probably dex minus five is my baseline let's imagine i'm an average human of 10 decks then i have a five or less chance on 3d6 not good but then if i'm doing routine start the engine and drive in normal traffic i have a plus five bonus i'm back to that 10 which is a 50 percent chance of success which isn't great but you know for someone who's like taking their first driving lesson yeah 
okay um so i found that to be again a revelation because i think so many games like you get bonuses for like outstandingly different things but of course the GURPS baseline is you are in adventurer mode you're doing things that challenge an adventurer if you have no modifier um uh, do you find that's a a thing that that players get quickly you know and Um, get their head around yeah i mean i i don't know if anyone who actually who actually plays it has a problem with that because well, certainly my game most of the time if it's something that's routine i'm not going to make them roll it why roll it's routine <laughs> just do it uh I, I don't make them roll unless it's something that they could meaningfully fail at or yep. meaningfully fail in a way that makes the game more interesting you know so okay you 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 failed your driving role to to commute to work, but that means you hit the brakes hard one time and you spilled your coffee. It was like, okay, <laughs> this had an impact the the game at all? No, so yeah, oh, maybe you're ten minutes late, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think what I liked is the idea that you know a lot of a lot of people go to it and go, well, you know, I can't possibly buy all the skills that I'd want for my character. I've had people say to me, yeah. like, if I want to model a human being accurately, then you know, GURPS can't possibly do that because no game can do that because you can't list everything that everyone can do, and you'd have a, yeah. a million point character if you tried. Yes. Um, which of course, lots again, of, I think lots I, of dabbler perks. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like there's a missed point there as well yeah. in that this is this belief that you have to quantify everything and it's like yeah. no, you quantify yeah. what the character is good at or what is interesting in the game right like, to know what your character is good and bad at right yeah i mean you you assume basic competency in the things of daily life and mm. it's only if something like you said is, is is challenging in the adventure that you're you're rolling against your skills um mm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, you were, you were talking about a while back uh, about GURPS being uh, descriptive, not prescriptive. Mm. Uh, an interesting point that I, I saw uh, Chris Normand make, um, if you're familiar with him, he uh, he does some uh, YouTube videos about GURPS and he's one of the designers of the uh, GURPS game aid for, uh, for Foundry yeah. Virtual ta- Tabletop. The thing that that he said that was kind of a revelation to me was you don't build powers in GURPS. You come up with the concept for your power and you use the power system to figure out about how much it should cost in points. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can say my power does exactly this and then come as close to it as you can with the description yeah. of the... Uh, taking the advantage and and the different limitations and and enhancements um and if it's if the rules say you know it it does you know x thing but you want to do something a little bit less than you know it's got a range of 100 yards by default but you say i only want to be able to do 75 yards okay do 75 yards it doesn't you don't need to bend the rules to fit exactly your concept you just need to get it about the right price to put on your character sheet, which I, that to me was a big thing. You're not building the power. You're, you're, you're describing the power just well enough that you get a decent approximation of how, how much it should be worth to you in character points. And we're back. We come full circle to that. You should know what it is you want to describe and then use the game to help you emulate that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's really, really cool. Okay, well, I wanted, I'm conscious of time, Andrew, so I just wanted to ask okay. the, the big $10 million question I always ask um, a guest, which is, like, for Roleplay Rescue is about getting people back to the table. So for someone who's coming back to the role-playing hobby, I mean, what's your advice? Back to my 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 first advice for uh, starting GMs, it's a game, relax, have fun, do it. Get, get together with someone and, and give it a try. I mean, to some extent... Uh, it's never been easier to get into role-playing games because nowadays you can go online with virtual tabletops and and Zoom and you know all of these online avenues. It's not the same as getting face-to-face with people, but if you're mm-hmm. you don't have face-to-face people who are interested in playing near you, it, you can you can still role-play now. Um, yep. So just jump in with both feet and and give it a try. I think is uh, is my uh, my suggestion great 
Thank you so much. Well, look, thanks so much for coming on and, and having a My chat and, and banging the drum for GURPS again, which is something I, I we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I think there are people out there that would enjoy GURPS. Um, I, I was lucky with the, the the two times I've introduced people to, well, three times, technically. The first time it was before, you know, people saw GURPS as this uber nerdy, mm. I think it was before vehicles came out. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> people, people weren't scared away by math uh, as much by GURPS. Uh, the second time I introduced people to GURPS, it was my kids and they were in single digits and they didn't have a choice. So I, I taught them. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the last time uh, I played with their games for a while and mm. then said, yeah, I could run something. And I ran something that was something you probably wouldn't be able to do uh, with mm-hmm. the or Pathfinder easily. Uh, and I, I kind of said, hey, we can do it in GURPS. And, and because they trusted me because I've been playing with them for a while, they were willing to give it a try and, and yeah. it worked out. No, so that's all good. Give it a try. That's the, that's the yeah. thing. And that's the thing I wish people would do with this particular game is like, give it a go, Tr- you know, trust your GM, especially if the GM actually knows vaguely how to run it. Um, you know, it isn't that difficult. Um, so yeah, good. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks ever so much for your time. Um, Pleasure talking uh, with you. You're welcome. Speak to you later. Take care. Big thank you once again to Andrew, Mr. Sandman, for coming and sharing his experiences. I'll stick a link to his blog in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. Call in via speakpipe.com slash roleplayrescue and leave a message. Thanks once again to all the Roleplay Rescue patrons who support the show through patreon.com slash rpgrescue. Thank you also to John from Tale of the Manticore for the Roleplay Rescue theme music. Most of all, thank you to you for showing up and listening. Please note that while I have been releasing episodes weekly into the new year, we will return to a bi-weekly format going forward. My name's Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again next time. Game on.